talk is cheap, right? Putting pen to papers is very difficult. Actions speak louder than words. This is the podcast of quotes and cliches. <laughs> <laughs> so much for tuning in it is season three of the essential podcast can't believe it's here it's a brand new year and we are excited to continue the podcast matt's still hanging out with us here we're going to talk about some things to get your new year started right yeah tommy good to be here third year it's hard to believe that that's where we're at already but it's been a great year thus far how did uh, your year turn out yeah, man, everything was great. The year was one of the best ever for our practice. It was a great year for me professionally. You know, the end of a decade is a, a really cool decade when you look back a little further. You know, we had our kids and started our firm. And all kinds of stuff happened this decade, so really cool. What about you? Oh, you know, the same. Big goals this year. Um, if anyone's been listening for, I think it goes back to the first season, um, back on mm-hmm. the workout train, still fighting the battle, fighting the good fight, as I'm sure uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people mm-hmm. are, because my discipline has not been so strong. But, you know, thus is life, right? you got to have a little fun, too. That's right. It's difficult to get those habits to stick, and we've got a podcast for you. Come back in February, and we're going to give you three tips on how to keep those habits sticking around, make sure you reach all those goals. And we'll keep Matt accountable throughout oh, the no. uh, podcast season. <laughs> Make sure he's still grinding it out. Cool. Well, man, I'm glad your year was good. I'm excited to be moving into season three of the podcast. It is really hard to believe. And like I said, it's it's been a ton of fun. So we're going to keep it going. Yeah, you mentioned goals. And I think that's a really kind of a key component to today's podcast, which are four retirement factors that you can control. And it kind of comes back mm-hmm. to, you know, something I mentioned on working out, which is the discipline side of things. So I'll let you kick it off and we'll fire this thing up. Yeah, man. Always look forward to these kinds of conversations. We spend a lot of time in our process talking about not focusing on things that you cannot control. But today we're going to talk about these things that you can control. And I'm sure you've all heard this phrase, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. And that's what we're talking about today. Let's establish some targets even if they're moving targets, make some decisions, take some control. You know, one key thing to remember here is that we're always trying to make good long-term decisions, and that's really not possible, Matt. What you can do, though, is make a lot of good short-term decisions over and over, and those things add up to good long-term decisions. And the first one here is something that you have a lot of control over. It's how much you save. So how much you put away for retirement is completely in your control. Obviously, there's constraints with your budget, but that is something that you also control. So whether it's 3% a month or 30% a month, it's your decision to make, and you can make sacrifices to get to that goal and and make that progress towards reaching it a reality. Well, and this one's a big one too, Tommy, because there's a uh, Go Banking survey, I believe, that came out a couple years back that talked about 33 somewhere in there. Data's probably changed, but we'll call it a third of Americans don't have any retirement savings. And I yep. I find that really interesting. Um, but even you look at, uh, if you're going to retire today, depending on your lifestyle, you'd probably say, what, you need at least 250000 or more? Mm-hmm. So there's only 18% of Americans in even in that range. And, and that range ends at wow. 300000 
so huge, huge concern there. And I think this kind of ties into it is you've got to set up that savings amount. You have to do it. It's kind of like working out, I guess. Keep coming back to that. But it's it's mm-hmm. got to show up every day because it's going to build over time. And that kind of ties into the third factor we're going to talk about. Um, but one thing that you mentioned that I think segues really nicely is you said you can set the budget. And I believe that's our second factor is to control your yeah. spending. Yeah, that's number two. You can control your spending. So whether you're getting the Starbucks every day or buying a certain brand name, you can choose to spend the money on yourself or invest that money in a retirement account. And it's completely up to you. The budget and the beauty of the budget is it tells the money where to go and gives them a name, points the dollars in the right direction. And if you can reduce the spending on things that don't matter, then you can increase the investing, the saving, the spending on things that do. And, you know, this kind of ties into you know, essentialism and, and even minimalism a little bit. I'm not really a minimalist, but being intentional with your time and your resources, your money is a key component of what we want to talk about, you know, not being pulled or controlled by those things, but being in control and making those decisions, buying the things that really matter and add value to your life or making those investments with your, your money into your future. It's a huge thing that you can be aware of and have control over. And just remember that next time you're tempted to splurge, it's like, hey, I'm in control. I don't have to buy that new phone. I can use that money to invest and into my future, into an account or to get out of debt or whatever. Well, I don't I don't think it has to be difficult either, Tommy. Uh, when you talk about Starbucks, if Starbucks is your one splurge, then go for mm-hmm. it. But maybe there's four things that you've got that you could cut out one. And I don't know what a Starbucks coffee costs. I just wanted to do the math here to see what it is. But let's say it's $5. So five dollars mm-hmm. times three hundred and sixty-five days is eighteen hundred and twenty-five dollars. And I think a McDonald's coffee. I don't drink coffee, so you can correct me if you do. But call it three hundred. <laughs> let's call it four hundred dollars with tax. Eighteen hundred minus four hundred is an extra fourteen hundred dollars that could go into savings, whether it's for a vacation or for retirement or for something that might be on the bucket list down the road. So just you got to pick and choose your mm-hmm. battles, I think. A lot of people look at conversations around spending and budgeting as having to sacrifice or do without. And while that is a component of it, it's really more of a liberation, right? Like you said, you get to choose to take that $1,400 and use it for a vacation or, in our context of our conversation, invest it for your future, for retirement. Because the majority of us Americans, as you referenced, don't have enough saved and probably won't. And it's in your control. So we've got two things so far, how much you save and your spending. The third one kind of goes back to number one here. It's not how much you save, but when you start saving. And we hear people often in conversation say, you know, I want to get started after I finish paying for my kid's education or when the market comes back up or whatever happens, they've got some kind of future plan about beginning to save and invest money for the future. And I can go ahead and tell you, as you probably already know, Compound interest is king, and the time wasted not investing costs you dearly. So you got to save early and keep it going. So the day to get started was 10 years ago, right? It's now. So you've got to start saving as soon as possible, and you have control over when that begins. Yeah, I think one of my favorite quotes uh, from Einstein, probably one of the few quotes, 
but it, he said that compound interest is the eighth wonder <laughs> of the world. He who understands it earns mm-hmm. it. He who doesn't pays it. It's <laughs> a good one. Well, and that reminds me of that story. I wish I knew it, Tommy. I don't remember what it was. Um, but two individuals are one saves early and one doesn't, and the other one kind of never catches up. Have you heard that one? Yeah, yeah. Ramsey actually references something like that in Financial Peace University. For him, it's two guys, Ben and Arthur. And this is always a mind-blowing illustration when you look at it. But Ben, one guy, it doesn't matter who it is, but Ben starts saving, puts in money every year, starts at age 19. He invests for like nine years and stops. And then his brother, Arthur, is like, oh, man, that's awesome. I'm going to start investing. So he starts when Ben stops and does it for 30 years, like almost his entire working life. They both invest in the same things, had the same amount of returns, but Arthur's 30 years of investing never catch the first like seven years or eight years that Ben started and stopped. So there's a major difference, like almost a million dollars more in at the end of the story that Ben has, and it was because he started early. That compound interest, time value of money. You know, we talk about time is more valuable than money. And I do truly believe that it's a commodity that you can't get more of. But with investing and saving, planning for your financial future, time is money. You've got to get that money invested as soon as possible and let it compound and grow for you. I like the out-of-pocket difference, like Ben invested 16000 bucks, 2000 a year. And Arthur invested like $75,000, $76,000 out of his own pocket and still ended up with nearly a million dollars wow. less. So. Yeah, powerful story to illustrate that compounding and the time value of money. And another key component of that is if you start early, you don't have to invest as much, right? He could have kept investing over that entire period of time. And we're talking out of $2,000 a year. Is that $165 a month? Yep, I think that's right. Yeah, so just something to consider. Well, and it goes back to that, I think it's from a movie actually, but it talks about you know, when did Noah build the ark? And the answer is before the flood. So you got to start today. <laughs> You're exactly right, man. So we've got things that we can control that are very easy, you know, telling our money where to go when we start investing that money, not spending that money. The fourth thing that you can control may involve a little more research or a little more due diligence on your part, but it's what you invest in. So your portfolio, you can control that. Obviously, most of our clients empower us and delegate this responsibility to us, but being intentional with the investments that you select, monitoring them and their progress and how they do over time is a key component and something that is within our control. The big key takeaway here is get rich quick just doesn't work. Be weary of that. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Well, I think there's some things you can do too, Tommy. I know in the context of but you and your clients, they're obviously seeking you for the advice, but maybe you're a listener, mm-hmm. you're not engaged uh, with Barco Financial, and a lot of your retirement savings is in the 401k. A lot of times, mm-hmm. employers, they'll have the administrator come in and explain things, and you can kind of use them as a, a sounding board. Yeah, that's very true. And there are plenty of resources out there, but you've got to kind of determine you know, what voice you want to listen to because there's all kinds of stuff on this topic. And, and that's part of the mission of our podcast is to kind of help filter some of that noise. But I would say the administrator of the 401k plan at somebody's company would be a responsible place to start. And you know, just be intentional, take control, and 
pay attention to what's going on and you'll come out ahead of the majority of people. So tell me, why don't you do a quick summary again of the four things and then we'll wrap it up. You read my mind, man. The first one is how much you save. The second is your spending. The third was when you start saving. And then finally is what you invest in. Pretty easy things when you say them on summary like that, Matt, but talk is cheap, right? Putting pen to papers is very difficult. Actions speak louder than words. This is the podcast of quotes and cliches, (laughs) (laughs) but all very true. So hopefully it's a great reminder for the new year. I hope everybody had a fantastic 2019, excited for an even better, more prosperous and successful 2020. Looking forward to season three of the Essential Podcast. Put these four things into place for your new year and for the rest of your life. And I promise you they're a recipe that will lead to success over time. So appreciate everybody tuning in. As always, look forward to bringing you another episode soon. And until then, keep it essential. Thanks for sticking around after the music. We just have a quick disclosure for you. Securities are offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management, Inc., and advisory services are offered through S.A. Stone Investment Advisors, Inc.